This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith. We're broadcasting from Holy Cross Parish in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So grateful for all our listeners to Real Presence Late Radio, whether you're from North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, or parts unknown. You can also join us digitally online on realpresenceradio.com. And you can listen to all the great content of our Catholic radio production. And, of course, you can check out all our great programming throughout the day, morning, noon, and night, um, celebrations of the Holy Mass, homilies, prayers of the Rosary, as well as great Catholic education and some things that can really continue to inspire us in our life of faith. I'm so grateful to be joined on air this morning with our own Bishop Donald DeGroote, Bishop of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Bishop DeGroote, thanks for being on air this morning on Real Presence Live. Well, top of the morning to you, good father, but you better be careful and see what you get first before you thank me. Well, that's all right. I, I, I'm grateful because you're my bishop, and uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm surrendered to the Lord. So whatever you give, uh, I'm sure it's what God wants. And, and that's how I try to approach my day as I... Uh, just continue to seek God's will in, in each and everything. So thanks for being with us. Uh, how's summer going for you, Bishop? I imagine you're doing some different ministries and, and continue to lead the people in your diocese. Uh, how are you doing today? Hey, thanks so much. I'm doing really well. Uh, lots of amazing things happening. Uh, summer is flying by way too fast, as I suspect many of us experience. But um you know, as long as I stay in the grace of God, all is good. And it's the challenge, of course, we all have. Uh, just, okay, how do we stay in the grace of God? Accepting what comes our way and uh, embracing what comes our way with delight and joy, even if there's crosses, trials, difficulties, but, of course, all the blessings, too. So it's been a good summer, and it's great to start getting out more and, and being more among the people with, uh, the, you know, just more... Uh, time to do that, but also with all the COVID stuff kind of changing now, there's just so much more... Uh, engagement around. So it's been wonderful. Well, I can't agree with you uh, any more than that, Bishop. There are so many parishioners who are just excited to be together. The other night, Bishop, I had uh, me and 20 members of the Knights of Columbus. We were uh, we had some refreshments. We were playing some beanbags. We did an installation of some of our officers uh, for the coming year as they serve the parish and the church as members of the Knights of Columbus, and just a great joy for us to share life with each other. And I can say the same for all our families who are out sometimes traveling, vacationing, making up for lost time from last year, um, but also finding Jesus um, at the end of all their journeys uh, as they come back together as families in love and, and sharing that love of God with others. And, of course, as you mentioned, Bishop, it's not always easy uh, to love our neighbor as Jesus taught us. And uh, today we're going to uh, really kind of dive more into depth on some of the things you've been teaching as one of your offices as the bishop is to continue to lead and guide the faithful on truth, goodness, and beauty, and loving ourselves as God made us. And so, Bishop, one of Christ's teachings is to love God and our neighbor. What does it mean uh, to love ourselves? You know, we, we hear about loving, our, loving the Lord our God with all our heart, loving our neighbor, um, what does that mean, loving ourselves as well? Yeah, it's a beautiful question, Father. 
So I think here's a, a way for us to kind of think about it in our own minds and pray into it uh, within our own hearts. Uh, what it really means is to learn how to receive the love of God to the degree that we experience the un- not only His unconditional love uh, for us, but we're actually able to love ourselves with the love of God flourishing within our own heart in an unconditional way. So let me use a very uh, practical example. One of the struggles many of us have as we look at our weakness, our limitations, our frustrations, and even our sins, all of our weaknesses, that we can uh, not feel good about ourselves. We can be filled with shame. Certainly if we need, if there's guilt, we just go to confession, right? We can be set free by God's great love and mercy. So to love ourselves as God loves us means that we need to receive and to know, if you will, to taste very deeply, very intently, uh, and very uh, practically the love of God. And what begins to happen is we begin to realize that it's the love of God flourishing within us. So it's a communion of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, their love that they have with each other, which is the seeking the good of the other and receiving the goodness of the other in that beautiful uh, friendship. What God invites us to is that same thing. So to love the Lord our God with all of our heart means, hey, God, I want to enter into relationship with you. I want to receive your love that is your divine love, because we have to remember with divine love, or another way of saying that in a more particular way is charity, divine charity, uh, is a theological virtue. So what that means is it's a pure gift to us, that type of love. I can have attractions to things like I love pizza or I love this or that, but this is a different sort of thing. This actually seeks the good of the other. And so God so desires the good for us. He so wants to give us mercy. He wants to help us in our life. He wants to free us from the attachments of the things of the world or sin or self-incrimination, things we don't like about ourselves, things that we are frustrated with. No, He wants to set us free. So the best thing we can do is receive that, spend time believing the truth of God's incredible love. And the more we do that, we're then able to look at God, looking at us, and experiencing His love in our hearts. So we actually begin to love ourselves with the love of God. That's a great uh, reminder to me, Bishop, of this practice of the examine prayer that comes to us through uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola, who will celebrate at the end of this month of July in the Universal Church. And St. Ignatius's examine prayer uh, practice, many of our priests know and, and use in their own spiritual lives that uh, take a moment to acknowledge how the Lord looks upon me at this moment. And, and certainly all of us may be in uh, different states of grace or uh, different uh, circumstances, but the Lord looks upon us with that love. And so that's the beginning of that place of prayer, or that, that, that prayer of relationship with the Trinity is acknowledging how the Lord is loving us. And within that, we can enter into that union of friendship with the divine in love. And so uh, just thank you, Bishop. That's a great encouragement for us to uh, love ourselves as in, in, in acknowledgement and in relationship with the Lord. You know, Bishop, in our area in the upper Midwest, and I know you're, yourself, you're a Minnesotan. I myself am born and raised in Minnesota, but I'm a South Dakotan now like yourself. And of course, I've traveled all around our Real Presence radio listening area, and I have to 
give a testimony. I think we live in one of the most beautiful parts of the world with all our uh, 10,000 lakes, our majestic rolling prairies and our hills and even the ranch land all the way to the Black Hills of South Dakota and North Dakota, uh, even to the Badlands, that God has blessed this land. And the beauty of nature really is an education in the beauty and dignity of even ourselves as, as God has created us. Um, I, I love St. Thomas Aquinas, and, you know, Thomists often talk about the book of nature. Like, we, we read the books of sacred scripture, um, we, we can understand and grow in knowledge of what the Lord has revealed to us, but also the book of nature, how God reveals himself in his creation. What does the beauty and dignity of nature teach us about the beauty and dignity of ourselves, Bishop? Yeah, that's a great question. And what first comes to my mind is that there's an inherent dignity and an objective beauty to it, right? So if we think of nature, how God designed things, we think of how delicate everything is, right? It's so delicately in balance, if you will. So how God uh, designed the whole uh, earth and how all the plants and the animals and all that all interacts. There's such a... um, an awesome and a wonder into this incredible, how how does this happen? How does such right ordering happen? And the right ordering actually expresses something by its very nature. So what's really helpful for us is to understand that things have an inherent uh, dignity, uh, if you will, in and of themselves. Now, some have more dignity than others, an example being, the difference between a rock and a human soul or an angel, there's a lot more dignity, right? Because uh, we are made in the image and likeness of God. A rock is not, as an example. But there's still an inherent, if you will, dignity, the way it was designed, its purpose, and how all of that interacts with each other. And so the real challenge, if we if use it on just kind of a natural level, um, if anybody starts, any of us, you know, start messing around with things in nature, it can really screw up a lot of other things. Mm. You can look in the rainforest, and if you do a bunch of lumbering or whatever, all those different things have huge impact uh, on the environment, and there could be long-term, uh, very negative impacts. Um, you know, we can think of emissions and all that kind of stuff, right, all the different things uh, that we hear about. Now, how does that relate, then, to um, our own human nature? Happy to pick that up some more, but the point being is there's an inherent dignity the way God designed things to be. And if we respect that inherent dignity, like the dignity of every human person being made in the image and likeness of God, and we never violate that, then we're respecting the inherent dignity the way God designed it to be. So it's really understanding the dignity, the beauty, its purpose as it's designed to be. And when we use things in that way, things flourish. When we don't, things begin this deterioration and sometimes tremendously uh, uh, significant impacts, right? So whether it's emissions on, you know, say, uh, you know, the, the ozone layer. Well, the same thing with human nature. Mm-hmm. If we start crossing that bridge where we're not uh, embracing, loving, accepting the human nature, and particularly because with humans, it's, we have a human body, of course, but we also have this immortal soul, right? So we're not just dealing with, like, trees and rocks and uh, even rabbits flesh, right, or whatever. It's something so much more than that. There's an inherent dignity in the human person made in the image and likeness of God. So one should walk into that, should respect that, if you will, with great reverence, and really come to understand its purpose, how it was designed, 
for the glory of God and for the sanctification of us so we can share divine love. That's a beautiful uh, encouragement for us to, and of course that takes that reflection and that time to acknowledge who we are created in that image and likeness of God, our identity uh, as his sons and daughters, and then how we respond and live in the human community with that. Uh, Bishop DeGrood, we're grateful that you're on air with us this morning. We're to take a short break here on Real Presence Live. When we come back, we'll be back with Bishop Donald DeGrood. We'll be talking about how we can understand our identity and live that identity to become saints. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Timothy Smith, and I'm broadcasting from Holy Cross Parish in the Diocese of Sioux Falls. I want to greet all our listeners in the Real Presence Radio family, whether you're from Rapid City, Bismarck, Fargo, Northern Minnesota, Crookston, Duluth, Winona, Rochester, New Ulm. You are part of the Real Presence Radio listening family. We love you. We're glad you're here with us as we continue to celebrate the glory of God. On air with us this morning is our very own Bishop Donald DeGroote of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. And Bishop DeGroote is really just expanding upon 
this great beauty and majesty of us as children of God and how God is continuing to uh, reveal himself in us in our own creative nature. Um, Bishop, you know, sometimes people can struggle to understand, you know, how we were created and, you know, what is God's response when we struggle about who you're created as man or woman um, with the inherent dignity that comes from him? You know, how does God respond to that when we're struggling? Uh, first of all, he's very empathetic, of course. We see in Scripture over and over again, for example, we can see Jesus, right, in his tremendous compassion uh, for those who are in need, right? So he was out preaching to those who were in need, whether it was those who were struggling with evil spirits, those who needed to be cured, those who, right? So he has a heart for the... Um, for, for, if you will, the poor ones. And we're all poor in different ways, right? We could be spiritually poor or financially poor or emotionally poor, spiritually uh, struggle with things. So, first of all, God's filled with incredible compassion, love, mercy. And so he looks upon us. In fact, he is like, uh, if I could use the analogy of it's like, um, you know, a child gets hurt. What, what happens? The mom or dad or both, they rush to the child to tend and care for them, Right. Uh, that's what the Father does for us. We see that so beautifully, of course, even as a sinner with the uh, rich young man returning home, right? He throws the big party, he's so happy to have him home, he was lost and he's been found. So, God, first of all, God is desiring, a great deep desire of God for us just to receive what he has to give to us, even if we struggle with things, uh, like our, our identity, for example. Uh, I think the other thing that's really, really important when we think of uh, there's internal struggles, which is common for all of us in different ways, of course, uh, we have to really back up all the way to the uh, some of the consequences of original sin. Hmm. So all the way back to the book of Genesis, we know that the big struggle for Adam and Eve was when they were tempted, uh, and they chose to give in to it. They wanted to, if you will, be God, define for themselves what was right and wrong. Uh, there was consequences for that, and the reason there were consequences is because the human being had overstepped what was best for them. Mm-hmm. And so God knew that there needed to be discipline and right ordering, and, and a consequence, if you will, for that. And so we all have uh, struggles, and one of those great struggles, one of those consequences of original sin, is that our passions, or our desires, if you will, uh, are not always aligned with what's reasonable. So back to nature. What is objectively true about nature that we can know, the human nature as an example? Um, and then, if it's not uh, enlightened by faith, right? Then it's like, well, I just look at things from a human perspective, and there's nothing after this life. No, no, no. When we we read the scriptures, and we understand what Jesus communicates, I am the way, you know, the truth and the life. He believes in me, we'll have eternal life. So when we embrace and say, oh my gosh, there's something so much more than just, you know, uh, being uh, just natural, meaning human only, with no spiritual reality beyond that. But when we embrace faith, and then it's motivated by charity, right? Back to that beautiful gift of receiving God's love and living out of that place of love. The point being is, one of the consequences of original sin is this great disorder within us. So mm-hmm. we have disordered desires. God understands that we have disordered desires. And there's all kinds of weaknesses, right? Some can be uh, born with physical limitations. Some have great emotional uh, challenges, that mental health sorts of challenges. Some have just great difficulty in matters of faith, Right. Um, or if we use the example of those just accepting oneself, identity, self-esteem, what God wants us to do is to come to Him and to discover His love for us so that it's not in what we think we want that's going to make us happier. He knows what's going to make us happy, and that's being in right relationship with Him, receiving His love, 
loving ourselves as we are, but also then managing those disordered desires, if you will, allowing them, with God's grace, to be rightly ordered uh, by reason, reason enlightened by faith, and faith motivated by love. That's how we approach, a healthy approach, to dealing with any sort of disordered desire, if it's identity issues or anything else under the sun. Sure. Just like my Uncle Donnie. He was, he was disabled all of his life, severely disabled. He came to the point where he accepted that in his life, and he embraced it, and he was a great prayer warrior, and he's had an incredible spiritual impact on my life. So how God can take our own limitations, weaknesses, our, our struggles, identity struggles, if you will. He always said, I want, to, I want to run when I go to heaven. I want to play ball, right? He never got to do that here on earth. But his embrace, his acceptance of those limitations, his surrender, if you will, to his own will, his own desires, his own feelings, our thoughts, that's what enabled great doors to open for him and for him to find great interior joy and peace, because he learned that the more important thing was to love himself as God loves him. And Bishop, when he was able to receive the great that's, things. That's a beautiful testimony, too, to how God allows, you know, why does God permit you know, evil or privations or limitations in human life because he wants his glory to shine through those things. And through your example of your Uncle Donnie, who was disabled, God allowed his glory to shine through his life. And the same is true for our listeners. Whatever your limitations, whatever your struggles, it could be something as a seasonal depression, it could be something as uh, as a major a significance as struggling with an addiction, or maybe your own identity of who you are as a human person, uh, how God wants you to live your vocation, and also this call, as all of us, as sons and daughters of God, this call to holiness. Well, what does holiness look like like for for you in your state in life as a widowed person or as someone who uh, is struggling with one of these particular challenges in receiving God's love? The Lord will give you the grace you need to respond to those things um, you know, in that created identity so that you can have that fullness of life, which is happiness, the glory of God, is fully alive in holiness and, and as we go to heaven. So, Bishop, how does embracing this identity as, as sons and daughters of God bring us to that point of happiness, um, bring us to that flourishing, as you mentioned earlier on? Oh, uh, you know, I think of that beautiful uh, little prayer, the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm. Beautiful gift about the uh, gift of the Holy Spirit of wisdom is it actually disposes us to look at things in a right order. So the things of earth in relationship to the things of heaven. So what we might still want to change in ourselves, our identity, or something else, where our happiness is going to be is really in the light of the love of the Lord. And so when we align our hearts with that beautiful truth, uh, and we surrender the things that, the limitations, our weaknesses, our brokenness, and we really learn to flourish in our own circumstances, whatever happens in life, and we live in the grace of the moments, we're able to rise above those limits, meaning not that those things change, we have changed, because we're not trying to control something that's not ours to control. Mm. We're actually letting God do what is going to bring us the greatest happiness and that's filling us with more and more love, rather than going back to that inclination of original sin. I want to decide for myself what I want to do. So if mm. it's changing my identity, if it's changing something in my life and I'm resisting it, 
Uh, could be an employment situation or a marriage situation or whatever else. It's like, no, if I can just really receive the love of God, work in those situations, and to surrender what I can't change, and to learn that wisdom is going to help me see that not about the things of this world, things about eternal life. And the more we fall in love with God, the more we discover who we are and our full flourishing, and God just enables that incredible full, full flourishing to happen. Think of it as it's so awesome to be involved. Mm. We become happier and happier and happier the more we receive God's love and live out of that place of love and His beautiful and perfect plan for our life, which, as human beings, is often so different than what we want or desire. There, there's a great challenge today, almost a trap, Bishop, that that people in contemporary life, and I think this is reflected in popular culture as well, that people can become... Uh, they can misperceive on how that their own identity, who they are, is, is something that they themselves will determine based on their own will or their own, uh, their own understanding or, or their own you know, personal anthropology, who I am as a, as a human being in this world based off of my conceptions. And what you've proposed for us today, Bishop, is a beautiful vision of Catholic life, which is that God has revealed to us who we are. God has called us into relationship with him. God has shared with us who our identity is and the beauty and the majesty and the dignity that comes in human life comes from him. It originates in him. It's a gift from him and that he wants us to participate more fully in that beauty, that majesty, that dignity in in heaven, you know, the glory of God that he wants to reveal to us. Uh, in our created identity is fulfilled in him and for eternal happiness in the kingdom of heaven. And so I'm so excited to just really recognize like how the church wants us to get to heaven. You know, Bishop, any final thoughts for anybody that may have recognized, you know what, I, I don't always see the way things God has revealed them to us. I, I, I do struggle with trying to find out who I am or I fall into that trap. Maybe I, I wake myself out of my lethargy, but then next thing you know, I'm, I'm pulled into the culture's idea of identity again. What words of encouragement, Bishop, can you give for our listeners who may struggle with that or know people in their life that struggle with that? Yeah, great question. I think first thing is not to shame ourselves, right? It's just part of the dysfunction disordering we have. Hmm. If we need to repent of something, like, God, yeah, now I realize I've been resistant to you. Go to confession if it's something of a serious matter. If not, God, just, you know, do good act of contrition. Ask God's forgiveness. It's just a very minor sin, if you will. Uh, so we start with those beautiful things, and then what we do is we just keep begging God for the grace, right? We should be beggars the rest of our lives. God, I'm in need of you. God, I'm in need of you. And in that, we start to taste love more, and then it's like the, think of it like a closed fist. I'm hanging on to something, and with that love of God, it's like, uh, letting our fists, the, the muscles being relaxed, and we're opening up to God's providence, and we discover, oh my gosh, it's even better than I was envisioning for myself. That's what will happen to us, and that's what it means to, oh my gosh, it's an awesome to be in love. Bishop DeGrood, thank you for being with us this morning on Real Presence Live, and for, again, calling us back to our original identity as sons and daughters of God by grace, and to cooperate with Him in His created world as we seek the fullness of life, happiness, flourishing, and the beatific vision to see God face-to-face for all eternity. Bishop Donald DeGroote, thanks for being with us on Real Presence Live. 
You're welcome. It's a privilege. God bless you all. God bless you, Bishop, and have a great week. We continue to pray for you. Up, up next here on Real Presence Live, Dave Vetch from the Aberdeen Catholic Foundation will be joining me. We're going to take a different approach to what stewardship means in the life of the faithful. That's all coming up right here on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.